We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. As we work our way towards the end of week two in our series, Why Church, we continue looking at God's purpose for you in His church. That's next, here on Truth For Today. Why Church? What is God's purpose for you being a part of His church? Well, we've understood from Scripture just exactly what the church is and what the foundation of Christianity is and what God thinks of the church. Today, we're looking at the purpose for you in His church, and it really is quite remarkable. It is an amazing thought to consider that God has an amazing plan for you as it relates to you being a part of His church. Join us for this Friday broadcast of Truth For Today. Here's Pastor Phil Howard. We're burning the streets. Drugs is going on. Timothy Leary gave us LSD how to blow our minds. We're living in Haight-Asbury. We're living on sex. We're living on drugs. We're going to hell. Everything's up for grabs. And all of a sudden a man says, and I want to tell you right now, Jesus is coming. And if you know him, when the world's on fire, you'll dwell with him forever. That gave them hope. And they came to Christ. Thousands of them. Thousands of them. Thousands. California kids got saved. Can you believe that? When I was in Virginia, the pastor introduced me. He's from the left of the country. Even a left-wing country, a left-wing state, the most liberal state going. God saves when he gives people hope. When he gives it, and they won't get it from California politics. They're going to get it from Jesus. I want the saints to know this. Do you know that? Do you know that? Is that a conviction? If you don't, you need to study your Bible and say, Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Come, Lord Jesus, come on. Come on. I'm ready. Come on. Bring it on. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to see his face. I'm ready to see his face. I remember when I was terrified at the thought of him coming. But I've been saying now for 60 years, come Lord Jesus, I don't care if I'm asleep. I used to, when I went home, I'd go in the house. If nobody was there, I thought, oh, oh, it's happened. (laughs) They've all been raptured. Boy, but by the time I hear one voice, there's one Christian that said, yes, it must still be delayed. Man. Thank God he was long-suffering toward us. He's waited a long time for you to come to him. He wants you to, you can have hope today. In this service, I don't care if you've got cancer. I don't care if your kids are mad at you. If your home's in trouble, you can have hope. You can know the future. And it's not in the stock market. It's in Jesus. He went on and said, uh, you have been called to one hope. You got one Lord. How many Lords for the church? One. one. We don't make him Lord. He is Lord. He's the boss. 
He's got all authority. It's what he wants for Valley. Do we want to obey his commission to reach unsafe people? Larry just shared with me a figure that only 2% of Christians ever invite anyone to church with them. 2%. I'm forced to be a Calvinist. If God wasn't choosing people, we wouldn't ever reach them. Our evangelistic efforts are so weak. Oh, I believe in free will. Well, good. Why don't you use it to reach someone? I believe we ought to go after the lost. Do you? Haunting questions. I'm talking to many of you folks been in the church for 45 years. You ought to be mature giants. You ought to be telling Swindoll what to preach. Because you know the word so well. Well, he goes on. Don't want to bore you with these basic doctrines. One faith. One faith. It's the body of truth. We found it. One baptism. I take that to be spirit baptism signified by water baptism. I was immersed into the body of Christ. And I declare that when I get water baptized. So I include both. Uh, One God. How you doing on that? Do you know anything about your God? Can you name 15 things about God? Attributes, nature, essence. What about the plan of God? About the sovereignty of God? What is predestination? We know you don't believe it because you don't understand it. God believes it. Why don't you? Yeah, I get that all the time. People say, well, you don't. I have people leave. They left my series on salvation because I taught one night on election. I don't buy it. I said, well, that just makes you an unbeliever. God buys it. He stated in his word. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Did you hear what I said? You didn't choose me. I chose you. Well, that can't be. I just, God can't do stuff that way. Well, why don't you quit playing God? And say, I'm under one Lord. Whatever he says, I must believe. I I would just say, I don't understand it all. Well, welcome. Now we feel of company. I don't either. Carolyn's always talking to me. Boy, I struggle with sovereignty and, and human responsibility. I said, welcome, honey. Theologians for 1,900 years have been trying to figure it out. Welcome to the tension. Isn't it wonderful? I still read verses that I believe that I can't explain. Let's go on here. One father. But he said, you come to know the faith. You come to grow up in the faith. Then five, he says something will happen. You will quit being treated like infants that are being tossed to and fro and being deceived by all these various doctrines. And uh, look at this, he said. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, it meant to throw the dice, trickery, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Uh, When you grow up in Christ, you quit being deceived by the devil. Did you know that according to 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3, he said in the last days, demons will attack the church and pervert many doctrines. They'll pervert the teaching of marriage and all of that. And here we have same-sex marriage. 
I think a horrendous thing that the Catholics came up with will teach a priest that they ought to be married to the church but not married to a woman and look at it all of the immorality going on because they made a law that wasn't taught in the word of God they messed with marriage it's wrong it's demonic a man's sex drive wasn't meant to be married to a mystical church it was meant to have a partner in life not a mystical church and a bride. It's a damnable heresy. On and on. Uh, he said in 1 John 4, Beware, because in the last days, many will come who are antichrist, denying that Christ came in the flesh. He said, These you must discern the spirits that come. If an evil spirit came to you and started lying, how would you know how to discern it? Have any of you ever been lied to by the devil? Do you think Peter was ever lied to by the devil? Get behind me, Satan. No. Hey, hey, this is going to be one of the leaders of the church. There's been a few board members I think the devil got his vote through. Yeah. How, how can you filter satanic lies to your mind? Get, get through this. Get through this. Resist the devil. Stand in God's might. I was losing my mind because I was having a breakdown. Never officially when I was at a school. And uh, as I was breaking down and just couldn't. Fran and my wife had to help me put diplomas together. I, I, I didn't have enough mental power to do it. I was spent. And when, when I lay in that bed, I did two things. I called my mom and dad and my sister Hazel. Come and pray for me. I want you to pray for me. And at night I went to bed. I put the Bible on my mind. Right there. I put her. I lay in there. Carolyn knows. And I prayed. For you have not given us a spirit of fear. But of love and power. And of a sound mind. Lord. I'm not going to lose my mind serving you. You've got to restore my mind. You've got to restore my mind. His word is like a shield. That block. I was praying this morning. God just revealed another lie I've been buying. I'm all the time having to judge lies I've been believing. Are you believing any lies? He said, I want you to get where you're not tossed to and fro. You know, I have some in the church that are always telling me the latest heresy. I have to tell you, I'm not looking for any new doctrines. I'm trying to figure out the old one. Stay with the book. Quit reading all the books out there today that don't subscribe to this book. Amen. Don't waste your money nor your time on lies. Right. And, and when, when, you, when are you going to turn off some of that media coming to your house? Amen. Who's running that house? You or the devil? Amen. They're your kids. You've got to have the discernment to turn that trash off. And they're lying to you. Lying. Lying, lying to your girls. You've you got to have sex on the date or you'll never be married. Why don't you teach her, let me tell you what the truth of God says. Tell your boys what the truth of God says. We need to quit being tossed to and fro and cussing the culture and talking about how bad California is. The culture's always been bad and it always will be because it's run by unbelieving world in the lap of Satan. 
The church was born in the Roman Empire, friend, with sex on every corner and emperors that were madmen. And the church survived the lion's den. It survived Diocletian. It survived every emperor. We still got a church because of who the Lord of the church is. We've got one Lord. It's greater than hell and greater than rulers. He's greater. Homeschooling isn't the only thing that'll save your kids. It'll be a living Lord that invades your home. Public school is bad enough. Homeschool. I see people get into everything. Oh, do everything you can. I paid tuition for private school. And my wife worked, never got a dress from it. She just paid tuition. Because we're trying to preserve them from the corruption of this culture. But I got to tell you, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in us than he who's in the world. And he finally says, I want you to grow up telling the truth. Telling the truth and become mature, not infants. And then he says, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds up itself in love did you know what according to the word of God if all the pastors in this church died it wouldn't keep the church from growing if every member functioned what what did he say he said Everything's held together because everything's equipped and each part is doing its part. The eye isn't over here whining that it's not the ear and the ear's not whining that it's not the tongue. Uh, no, no, I'm not gifted like ever. I'm gifted to do what I do. All my married life, Carolyn has gravitated towards children's ministry. I'm always gravitated to it and through it. <laughs> Marilyn, her... Mary and I mean, the people who have done our children, Andrea, these children, fabulous, fabulous. Ron Hughes, I admired him, loving children. We need you. You're wonderful assets. What are you doing? He said, if we all function as God designed, a functioning, equipped body will cause the church to grow. And uh, I grew up a small church. And a small church, the pastor did everything. That's why they didn't grow. Might reach 100. Doing good. But, I mean, they set up the chairs, broke them down. They had to make all the hospital calls. They, had to, they did all that stuff. Because you had to do it all. You had to be omnicompetent. And uh, all you did is wore them out. And you had many times less effective ministry from a guy up here than one of you. I think of how women used to always go to Donna Tangay when they were having great sorrows. Here's a woman, her husband left her, left her with three children. The church hired her. People like my brother and different ones clothed their kids, got their teeth fixed. The men and women of this church stood around that dear sister and said, we're not going to abandon you. Well, boy, any broken woman, it seemed like they would want to come in. They'd want to talk to Donna. Now, if you came in there and you were discouraged, you need to be jacked up, we'd throw you to Hazel. She said, what's your problem? 
You got to be strong in Jesus. You got to stand up. You got to have some backbone. Well, boy, the broken gal didn't need Hazel. She needed Donna. Come here, hon. I've been there. I know that. I know what it is to be abandoned. Your brokenness, God will use for his glory. Where you've been, he wants to use right now to touch somebody. Touch somebody. Let me give you a little five-minute quiz, okay? You ready? Oh, I know you are. I can just see your hands moving. You haven't taken notes since college. Listen, I'm going to give you these profound questions. If I can wade through all this. Number one. Are you being equipped? Are you being equipped? Let's say you've not been engaged. You, you feel ignorant, not trained. Uh, how can we help equip you? I wish you'd tell us that. Do you want to be equipped? Did you know the church life isn't just sitting and hearing us guys and hoping we're interesting? It's God. God's got a plan for you. You just got to get equipped. It'd be good if you get past Jesus wept and start learning the Word of God. Two, uh, are you serving anywhere in the family? Number two, where, where are you serving? And that's highly personal for you. Are you serving anywhere? Uh, and it doesn't have to be formal office thing. We're, we, in, in our church office, we got sisters now come in. You talk to Andrea. We got some sisters that come into our church office. And they just volunteer. I don't know how much a week. But they do this. They do that. They do this. They're not on the payroll. They're there because they love Jesus. And they want to help children's ministry. I mean, I cannot tell you how many volunteers run this church. Really. I, I just, you know. And us guys, we go away for a week. And the church has a revival. And it's scary. It's why I hate to go. Uh, how are you building up the members of this family? What do you do to build up the members? You. Uh, I, I see some of you. You, you like parachurch. You like, they're really good. I send my money here. Oh, the church here is just a bunch of old clods. I'm not in. Wait, wait, wait. This is God's university. You may have gone AWOL. We got a lot of folks AWOL. Too many blanks in these pews. Because we're not inviting them. Or going after them. Uh, you're, you're a wonderful congregation. We just need a bunch. About a hundred brand new Christians. That when they hear this sermon. They say it's the greatest thing I ever heard. And some of you can say. I've heard that before. <laughs> no. We want people. To be taught. And do. Uh, then is the devil deceiving you in any area? You need to write that down. Uh, unforgiveness maybe, wrong teaching, whatever. And then I would just say, I had to ask myself this. Have I become a professional churchman because I've lost my first love? Uh, John Piper wrote a book, We Are Not Brothers, We Are Not Professionals. And he said, uh, you can go to seminary, you can get a doctorate, you can become a pastor. It can't make you love a flock of people. Only God can do that. Only God can make you love the children that you're teaching. 
Only God can make you lose sleep over a wayward Christian. You can't buy that. Professionals don't do that. We are not professionals. We are mere Christians struggling through this world, trying to equip, trying to edify the body, trying to do the realm of service he's called us to, trying to discover what the faith is really about, seeking not to be deceived, and now trying to do our part to see the body built up. There's a classic phrase that Howard Hendricks used to give that the, the typical local church reminded him of a football game where you had a bunch of men on a field that were exhausted, bruised, and beat up. Being watched by 50,000 fans that were out of shape. And just ordering another Bud Light. And we got many folks in the church, they're just watching the stars here. Well, you better catch that ball. Well, dude, did you see the 270-pound guy coming at me? I was a little spooked. No, you didn't get that. You didn't get, what are you doing? What's your part on the team? Well, I'm water boy, it's safe. Yeah, it could be. God didn't call you to be water boy. He called you to be on the team. And to be able to say when you see Jesus, in the last hour of history, I was at my post. I was doing what you called me to do. I was serving in your strength. I'm not making any excuses because Robert Morrison said that famous line, we only have an hour before midnight to win our victories, but we'll have all eternity to celebrate them. Our Father, we want to thank you for your university and for those believers that have taught us the Word of God, shown us the Word of God, and helped Get us to service. Get us equipped. We just bless your name. Build this church in a way that someone would say, the fingerprints of Jesus is all over this ministry. Jesus, put your handprints all over this ministry. Lead us. Oh, we, as I hear the stats, 10 to 12% of the whole country has stopped going to church. Church attendance is down all across the country. Revival fires don't seem to be burning very. You said to be faithful, preach in season and out, which seems to include all seasons. And Lord, this may not be an in season, but by the grace of God, let us be on duty and out of season, and we'll pray for revival in the meantime. Oh, rain on us, rain on us. Visit us from heaven. Revive our slumbering spirit. Please let us get back where we're head over heels in love with our Savior. Let us not walk away from that first love, I pray. In the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord, and the head of the university. Amen. Amen. That you might grow in Christ and find encouragement in the day-to-day lives that we lead as believers in Christ. It is a challenge to live in a dead and dying world, is it not? Especially knowing heaven awaits us. So it is a delight to be able to come to you on a daily basis and provide you with this encouragement from God's Word as we teach and train and, and preach the gospel of Christ for the glory of God and your good. 
This is Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard, taking us to God's Word that we might be mutually edified in grace. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, maybe you would like to hear the program again. We have a couple of ways that you can reach us. The easiest, of course, is our phone number, 855-833-9864. If you would rather visit our website and work through the website, you can do so, truthfortodayradio.org. A lot of resource materials available there. Besides our podcasts, you'll also take advantage of the many other resources, books, and materials. It's all at truthfortodayradio.org. You can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is our zip code. And as we conclude our time today, we would invite you to link arms with us financially and prayerfully. These programs come to you on a daily basis, and even our extended resource materials found at our website are available as you link arms with us, partnering with us financially and prayerfully. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Please consider how you might come alongside and partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the greater Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. Here's that phone number once again, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And our website, you can securely give a donation there as well, truthfortodayradio.org. And then we would also invite you to join us for worship. If you're not involved in a fellowship near you, consider this an official invitation to join us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. For directions and information, you can visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, call 855-833-9864. And then, would you please mention that you were invited by the radio broadcast to one of our ushers? It would mean a great deal to us. Whether you visit us in person or simply stop by our website or listen to us here on the radio, we hope to see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Yes.